Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Bristol Myers, makers of Mum, the safer deodorant, and Vitalis for well-groomed hair, bring you Duffy Savern, transcribed with our guest tonight, Bob Crosby, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. <laughs> Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you leave? Meet the Archie the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Uh, tonight, uh, Bob Crosby. No, Duffy. Bob Crosby. Yeah, ace that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, Everett's brother. <laughs> well, I'm uh, bringing him down to help me romance a dame. Yeah, Duffy, I'm in love, you know. You heard me love. Look, what brought you and Mrs. Duffy together? A Winchester. <laughs> uh, well, uh, with Gwendolyn and me, it's real love, Duffy. Well, certainly I'm sure of it, Duffy. You know, when a guy has known a dame for 24 hours and ain't asked her how much money she's got, what else can it be? <laughs> Look, look now, it's no use trying to talk me out of it. I have been smitten, and I intend to stay smut. <laughs> okay. Some enchanted evening. You know, Eddie, that song haunts me. It haunts you, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, sure, you just murdered it. <laughs> What's the name of that song? It's called Some Enchanting Evening. Uh, uh, it's one of the hit tones from that show I seen last night, that South Pacific, you know. It's my favorite song. Hey, hey, ain't that the show with Mary Martin? Yes, yeah, so it's Mary Martin and uh, that uh, Anzio Pinshead. Uh. <laughs> Who? You heard me, Pinshead. Oh, <laughs> Look, Benningham, what's your favorite song? Uh, my favorite? Uh, the one my mother sang to me when I was a baby. How did it go? Rock-a-bye, baby, in the treetop. If the ball breaks, the baby will drop. That's the part that used to get me. Why? My mother sang it with gestures. <laughs> Probably explains your weakness for music. Uh, hello, boys. Oh, hello, Miss Duffy. My, you look charming tonight. I do? Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> now that you mention it, no. Hmm. Uh, Archie, I hear you saw South Pacific last night. How much did the tickets cost for the South Pacific? Six sixty apiece. Six sixty? Do the dames wear fans? <laughs> And in this show, the dames don't have no fans. No fans? Oh, boy. No wonder they can get 660. <laughs> well, it sure is worth it. What songs in that show? Mm. That's Valley High thing. Valley High. 
Valley High. Stop the music. <laughs> what do you mean, stop the music? Eddie, have you been around the unemployment offices recently? <laughs> Sing, Dennis. You know, when Gwendolyn gets here, I'm going to sing that song over and over again. And, and then, when she's ready, I'll ask her to marry me. You going to sing that song over and over again? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Promise me you won't and I'll marry you. <laughs> Wait a minute, Eddie. Is this just a fetish with you, or is my singing really that bad? You ain't no Crosby. So what? Even the rest of the Crosbys ain't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Crosby, you give me an idea. You know, Bob Crosby's coming down tonight. Maybe I can get him to sing the songs to her. Bob Crosby croon love songs to your girl? Well, sure. He'll put Gwendolyn in the mood for me. Like in the movies, Eddie, you know, he'll sing the songs, but when it comes to the romance, I come along and dub myself in. <laughs> hey, Art, uh, where did you meet this Gwendolyn? I uh, met her the other night over at the library. You? In the library? Yeah. Weird, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> what was you doing in the library? It was raining outside. <laughs> Well, to make a long story short, you see, Gwendolyn turns out to be the librarian. So, uh, to impress her that I am also a deep thinker, I ask her if I could take out a book. Mm. Tom Swift and his electric runabout. <laughs> no, Eddie, I asked about Charles Dickens and his picnic papers. <laughs> Well, then we started talking about uh, Longfellow, you know, and uh, Ethan Allen Poe. Who? Poe. Poe, you know, uh, oh. Samuel Clemens. <laughs> well, after a few minutes of that kind of talk, naturally the poor kid was hopelessly in love with me. Oh, uh, is she a pretty dame? Well, the important thing is that she's intelligent and very well educated. Oh, a dog, huh? <laughs> <laughs> On the old contraire. <clears throat> so you, you, you really in love this time? Yeah. Eh, what do you know about love? I suppose you know more about it than I do. Oh, I think I should. After all, I'm a woman. That's right, and don't let nobody tell you no different. <laughs> You better be careful. First thing you know, you'll be marrying the day. And what's wrong with marriage? What's wrong with it? Look at me, mother and father. They got married, and what did they get out of it? <laughs> You're just being self-conscious. <laughs> oh, could be. Well, certainly. Now, tell the truth. Ain't the times when you'd like to have a wife? Well, the last week or two, I was thinking about marrying Rita Hayward. Rita Hayward? Yeah. What about the Alley Khan? I'm afraid not, Art. She ain't my type. <laughs> He'll probably be very sorry to hear that. All right, John, here you're thinking of getting married. Yeah, that's right, Joe. Well, congratulations. What kind of a girl is she? Oh, very brilliant. You know, a member of the Angelotensia. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
kind, if, if she had to wrap a herring... You know, the kind, if she had to wrap a herring, wouldn't think of using nothing less than the Atlantic Monthly. Well, I, I hope you'll be happy with it. Well, I think I will, Joe. Uh, mentally, we find each other very mutually compatible. Well, that's very nice to hear, Arch. Uh, but you must remember, it's not only what goes on inside your head that counts. Uh, what goes on outside is important, too. Well, Joe, you know, the only thing that goes on outside my head is vitalis. Well, that's where you're smart. Vitalis makes your hair look well-groomed. That's because Vitalis tames down dry, unruly hair. Vitalis protects hair, too. Protects it against the drying effects of the hot sun and all those extra showers you take in summer. Why, no other hair preparation can give your scalp and hair better protection than Vitalis and the 60-second workout. For the Vitalis formula contains two of the same ingredients that many skin specialists prescribe for dry, flaky scalps, plus all the other extras that make your hair more handsome, more healthy-looking. So try the Vitalis 60-second workout. Let it prevent scalp and hair dryness, rout flaky dandruff, and give you the best-looking, healthiest-looking head of hair you ever had. you look your best tomorrow if you get a bottle of Vitalis today. I just can't wait for Gwendolyn to get here. Some enchanted evening. Da, 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 da. Uh, Miss Archer, lady here to see you. Oh, oh, look, quick, everybody. Uh, start looking intelligent. Hmm? Finnegan. Yeah? Face the wall. <laughs> well, Gwendolyn, it, uh, it beseeches me great humbridge to have you honor us with your visitation. What was that you said? Nothing important. I was just bidding you adieu. Oh. <laughs> adieu. Thanks. Well? Well? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, ain't it the nuts being intelligent? <laughs> uh, incidentally, I would like to foster you with the privilege of meeting some of me fellow colleagues. Uh, uh, first, I would like to present Miss Duffy. How do you do? Charmed. Mr. Eddie Green. How do you do? Charm. Mr. <laughs> Clifton Finnegan. How do you do? The box pop. <laughs> well, you see, Gwendolyn, uh, he only speaks Latin. <laughs> but it's a dead language. Take a look. <laughs> Archie, wasn't he with you in the library the other day? Uh, not me, sister. I got an umbrella. <laughs> He's very amusing. Yeah. What do you do for a living, Mr. Finnegan? Uh, Archie, maybe you better take that one. <laughs> Gwendolyn, you see, uh, Mr. Finnegan is at present employed as a part-time human being. <laughs> but, uh... Speaking of college... Oh, did you go to college? Well, frankly, no. I ran into a little trouble. What was the trouble? High school. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So you see, the trouble uh, was that Dad wanted me to go to Princeton and uh, Peter wanted me to go to Harvard. <laughs> but enough about me, Gwendolyn. Uh, leave us talk about you. Uh, have you read any thick books lately? Just <laughs> you. That's nice. Uh, have you read anything by Samuel Clemens? Samuel Clemens? Yes, uh, otherwise known as uh, Ethan Allen Poe. Archie, you mean Edgar Allan Poe. He's changed his name again. <laughs> well, uh, whoever he is, have you read him lately? No, Archie, I'm afraid I'm not in your intellectual class. I go in for lighter reading. I prefer Conan Doyle. Yeah. Well, I think Conan's all right, but Doyle is a little passe. <laughs> But uh, enough of this highbrow talk, Gwendolyn. Uh, what do you say we go lowbrow? Lowbrow? Yeah. Leave us get married. Married? Why not? After all, I'm a man and you're a librarian. <laughs> Just think, we could go through life together dangling Greek participle. <laughs> You see, I, I've dedicated my life to the wooing of the muses. Does that mean I'm in or out? <laughs> it means you're out. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> Look, Gwendolyn, uh, why don't you go over and sit in the corner with Finnegan for a while? That might be fun. Do you mind, Mr. Finnegan? Well, it's okay if you don't try no funny stuff. <laughs> Finnegan, I assure you that Gwendolyn's intentions is uh, purely platonic. Just a minute. What is platonic? That's the point, you see. Maybe after she sits with you for a while, she'll appreciate a guy who knows who Pluto is. <laughs> I'll see you later. Hey, waiter, waiter. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. Uh, will you uh, tell Mr. Archie that I'm looking for him? My name is Crosby. Uh, well, which Mr. Crosby shall I say? Well, just tell him it's a Crosby without hope. <laughs> Glad to welcome you to the tavern. Uh, how did you happen to know about this place? Well, Bing recommended it to me. Oh, uh, Bing recommended it, huh? Yep, and me, his own brother. <laughs> well, uh, tell me, how long have you been in town? Oh, a couple of days. Yeah, and you see South Pacific yet? Why? Well, I'll tell you, Bob. You see, there's a dame that I'm thinking of marrying. Well, congratulations, Arch. It's about time a guy your age was thinking of settling down. My age? Mr. Crosby, for your information, I am 29. 29? Now, come on, Arch. You heard me, 29. I was born in 1930. Hold it, Dad, hold it. If you were born in 1930, it means that you're only 19. Well, if I'm only 19, you certainly got a nerve to question me when I tell you I'm 29. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to be catty. Except the apology. Well, anyway, as I was saying, you see, there's a dame I'd like you to sing some romantic songs to. Me? Sing here? In this Tomaine Trocadero? <laughs> Just a minute. Your brother sang in his Tomaine Trocadero, and I think his voice is a little better than yours. Well, his voice should be better. When we were kids, he got a little more practice than I did. What do you mean? Well, he was the older brother, and he had first rights on the bathtub. In fact, I was 18 before I knew he was my brother and not my father. 
Hey, that's very funny. Thanks. <laughs> and now that I have laughed at that joke, I think you owe me a favor. <clears throat> As I say, if you sing a couple of romantic songs to this dame tonight, it'll put her in a mood to marry me. Oh, I see. What's she like? Well, uh, she works at the library. She's very intelligent. Ugly, huh? <laughs> On the contrary, she's quite punkertudinous. Uh, that's her sitting in the corner over there, the one with the high forehead. Hubba, hubba, love those high foreheads. <laughs> a minute, Mr. Crosby. She may work in the library, but that don't mean that she's circulating. <laughs> Girl. Oh, Gwendolyn. Uh, yes? Gwendolyn, if you can tear yourself away from Finnegan, I'd like you to meet Mr. Crosby here. Well, this is a delightful surprise. Uh, just a minute here. Uh, who is this punk? Finnegan, this punk happens to be Mr. Crosby. Oh, Mr. Crosby, well, glad to meet you. I've looked forward to this with great pleasure. Oh, are you one of my fans? No, I just happen to be a man who likes to look forward with great pleasure. Finnegan, <laughs> butt out of this, will you? Archie. Huh? Archie, I'd love to hear Mr. Crosby sing. You'd like to hear him sing, huh? Mm. Eddie, she's playing right into my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why don't you see, sing something, Bob? Uh, how about uh, some uh, enchanted evening? Gwendolyn, do you like that tune? Love it. Arch, I'm always glad to do an old pal a favor. Oh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> Maddie, some uh, enchanting, is it enchanted? I don't that's, well, you know the thing, from South Pacific. Some enchanted evening You may see a stranger You may see a stranger Across the crowded room And somehow you know You know even then That somewhere you'll see her again and again. Well, on this music, don't it make your embers burn for me? Archie, please. Hmm? Who can explain it? Who can tell you why? Fools give you reason. Wise men never try. Some enchanted evening When you find your true love when you feel her call you across the crowded room. Wendell. Will you shut up? Then fly to her side and make her your own. For all through your life you may dream all Yeah, but don't forget, Gwendolyn, it was my heart singing through his nostrils. <laughs> Gwendolyn, 
Did you ever think of leaving that library and taking a trip to Hollywood? Just a minute, Crosby. Why? Bob, what would I do in Hollywood? Oh, work for the Crosby Enterprises. Maybe you could be my assistant. Well, what do you do in the company? Oh, I take care of the petty cash. <laughs> petty cash? Anything under a million. <laughs> Flogging as well. Wendy, why don't we go in the corner and talk it over? Why not? Thank dirty double crossing. <laughs> Hoisting me by my own patron. That's stinking aggressive. That, that bee bopper. <laughs> Calm down, Miss Archer. Well, don't you see what's happening, Eddie? She's, she's going for the wrong guy. He ain't even an intellectual. <laughs> I gotta do something drastic. Drastic? Yep. I'm gonna have to read a book. <laughs> now, let's see. Well, where do we put that book? You know, the one, that handbook of useful facts and figures. Have you got a three-cent stamp handy? Well, look, that's all you need to get a generous sample package of MUM. M-U-M. MUM, the underarm deodorant. No matter what other deodorant you've been using, I think you'll discover MUM is the better way to safeguard your freshness and charm. Just send your name and address and that three-cent stamp to cover mailing costs to MUM, Box 888, General Post Office, New York 1, New York. You'll really like Mum because it's different. It has a unique cream formula that protects freshness all day, all evening. And because it contains no harsh or irritating ingredients, Mum is safer for skin, for clothes, and most important, for your personal charm. So use this easy, inexpensive way to get your package of Mum. Just send a three-cent stamp to Mum, M-U-M, Box 888, General Post Office, New York 1, New York. Do it tonight because this offer is limited. Remember, when you want to be sure you're nice to be near, use Mum. Eddie, look at him. Who? That Crosby over there holding hands with Gwendolyn. I'm telling you... If he wasn't wearing glasses, I'd punch him right in the nose. Miss Archer, I got news. What? He ain't wearing glasses. <laughs> Just another one of his underhanded tricks. <laughs> well, show him who the best man is. How? How? I got superior intelligence, ain't I? And I got a high Q, ain't I? <laughs> Only trouble is, you don't know nothing. <laughs> I will, as soon as I memorize a couple of more facts from this handbook of knowledge here. Now, let's see. Postal regulations, presidents of the United States, uh, poisonous snakes. Look, Arch, old pal. How opportune. <clears throat> Look, don't give me that old pal stuff and lay off my dame. All right, stop worrying, will you? Just a passing fancy. Yeah, and I've noticed some of them fancy passes. <laughs> Yes, Gwendolyn? Could I have tickets to your broadcast sometime? Oh, I'd love to have you, honey child. Oh, that'd be wonderful. In July 1941, the average mean rainfall of Siberia was 7.6. <laughs> 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 
Yes? Oh, I hate to bother you, but could you let me have your autograph? More geysers are found in Yellowstone National Park <laughs> than any other place in the world. Gwendolyn? Yes? Would you like me to send you a picture of myself? I'd love it. The average Labrador retriever has 16... <laughs> Bob. Bob, do you know any other songs from South Pacific? Yes, and I'd love to sing another one for you right now, honey. The life expectancy of the average crooner is 32 years. <laughs> See, I told you, I'm just, I'm just getting her in the mood for you. Okay, then sing the song and get her in the mood and get out of here. <laughs> okay. Uh, pardon me, folks. Uh, do you mind if I listen? Mm-hmm. Not at all, Fiddick. And here, you sit right down here next to me. Uh, thanks. Valley High may call you any night, any day. In your heart, you'll hear it call you. Come away, come away. Valley High will whisper. Ain't you beginning to feel anything? Oh, yeah. Hey, it's working. Here am I, your special island. Come to me, come to me. Gwendolyn, that rim, rhythm. Don't it drive you berserk with passion? Your own special hope. Your own special dream. Bloom on the hillside and shine in the streams. If you try, you'll find me where the sky meets the sea. Here am I, your special island. Come to me, come to me. Valley high, valley high, valley That was wonderful. That song, it did something to me. Put you in a romantic mood? Very. Well, come on, honey. Let's get out of here before you lose it. (laughs) Oh, Bob, I'm afraid you misunderstand. I'm in a romantic mood for somebody else. I knew this dame wouldn't go for a crummy (laughs) crooner. Not when there's a real intellectual around. (laughs) Archie, I'm a little tired of intellectuals, too. But you just said you was in a romantic mood. If you don't go for Crosby and you don't go for me, there's, there's nobody left. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, come, Gwendolyn. I have tickets to the balcony at the Bijou. Anything you say, Clifton. Good uh, <laughs> night, gentlemen. The German chanting. <laughs> Mr. We're Sure of It, 
Try just one tube of Ben-X Brushless Shave Cream, and we're sure you'll use Ben-X for life. Because so many thousands of men have found that Ben-X, B-E-N-E-X, gives them the best shaves they've ever had. Ben-X gives you extra easy shaves, thanks to a special beard-softening formula. Ben-X is extra smooth, lighter, so different it rinses off your razor instantly. Ben-X gives you extra comfort. A special after-shaving action leaves your face feeling wonderful. Just try Benex. See for yourself. Benex Brushless Shave. B-E-N-E-X. At your nearest drug counter. Get Benex tomorrow. It's time now to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at the same time next Wednesday. Duffy's Tavern Transcribed is brought to you by Mum, a safer deodorant, and Vitalis for well-groomed hair. Bob Crosby appeared by permission of Franco-Americans Club 15. Each Wednesday, Bristol Myers bring you Duffy's Tavern and Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.